0: Hey, welcome to the Ignis, our podcast, where we focus on interesting products, growth, and business insights. Hi, my name's is Gem, and welcome to the podcast. I'm joined today with Veronica Domay, yes, a freelance designer, photographer, and blogger. Welcome to the podcast, Veronica. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Gemma. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, I was wondering if you could start off with if you could just tell us all a bit about yourself and like how you got this start in the in the design industry.
1: Uh, sure, sure. Uh, I'm a freelance designer, uh, mostly print and uh, front end web design. Uh, nothing too fancy. And I've been doing freelance uh, full time for about uh, eight years now. Okay. And um, it wasn't anything anything fancy. I uh, <laughs> I got fed up with uh, with industry. Work, I guess. Uh, the companies I was working for, yeah. didn't really value uh, the design side of of the company work, um, which unfortunately left me with you know little growth. I, you know, I pretty much hit my my ceiling uh, at the last company I was working for, and um, just decided to to try it, making it on my own and see see what happened.
0: Cool. and obviously it works.
1: It works. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so um what led you to web design in particular? Cuz I think if I remember rightly, you didn't do like your degree wasn't in web design. You kind of moved into web design after. Is that right? right? right. My
1: degree actually my my background is in print design. Mm-hmm. And um so yeah, I had a lot of experience in the print on the print side of things. Um and it wasn't really till I went freelance that uh, I started getting into the web design. That was, that was part of my frustration was, uh, you know, they weren't really letting me explore the website of design very much in um, the last company I was working for, uh, which was something I was, you know, really wanting to, to explore and get into and, and learn a little bit about.
0: Okay, cool. So what were your biggest challenges in moving into web design, did you think? Did you find.
1: Uh I think mostly it, it was it was just learning the coding side, you know, learning how to sort of switch my brain from, you know, I was a very very visual um, person and and learning to kind of go into a more logical <laughs> logical yeah. thinking. Um I think that was my biggest my biggest hurdle was just trying to understand code itself and how it worked and how it related to to design and making the design function the way, it, you know, it was built to function.
0: Okay, cool, yeah. Um, as I imagine from going from somewhere where it's sort of all laid out in something like Photoshop or something like that to something where you have to kind of build the blocks together.
1: Right, right, yeah. yeah across it's to a completely really different approach for me, learning to, you know, um, sort of think outside of, of the visual aspect of it into what it was, you know, what it needed to to look like to function properly.
0: Okay. So did you learn sort of, I mean, obviously you self-taught code, but did you go through any sort of like, did you do any online courses or anything or did you just pick it you know, pick it up as you needed to as you sort of went along and built up your knowledge sort of that way?
1: Yeah, I did a little bit of both. Uh, when I started, I you know, it was just sort of learning what I needed to when I needed to. to. mm mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I would do online tutorials and and um, I used Dreamweaver mm-hmm. a lot, which helped me, um, you know, sort of see what the code was doing as I was placing images in, which was really helpful for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, so you could, like, link up what was doing what. With right,
1: language, yeah. right, yeah. Instead of, you know, just reading, okay, well, this is, this is the code I use to to bring in this image and to center it. You know, I could actually just drag the image in and watch what the code did and it just sort of helped me understand a little bit better.
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose it links in with the whole being a visual person if you could see it. <laughs> yes. as it happened, yeah. Yeah,
1: I yeah, I learn 10 times faster if I can see it happening than if I just read about it, you know, what it's supposed to look like. It, yeah. it just it processes better that way for me.
0: Cool. So, do you have any preference if you prefer, do you prefer print or web or can you, do, you, do you not mind doing either? or?
1: Um, I don't really mind doing either. I, I think I still really... There's just something about print that I just really love. You know, the, it comes easier for me. You know, I can do it without really having to put too much thought into... You know, I mean, other than, you know, composition and, and what it's going to look like. But it's just a, a, an easier flow for me to, to do print... Um, with web, I, you know, I have to think a little bit more. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Because um, one of the questions I was, I was thinking of asking it was going to ask with how... Because technology and, and the web and how we access the web is changing so quickly nowadays. Yes. Like, with all the different screens and stuff. And how did you sort of, like... Obviously, um, get this affects how you do web design. And I was just wondering how be- how you come... Sorry. How you sort of overcome the challenges that come with the whole new way we access the web now
1: it's just it's a lot of you know i'm kind of going back to to when i started um with web design you know i'm kind of learning as i go along as as things come up in projects and i need to you know to figure out how to make things you know mobile friendly and uh, you know just whatever different aspects come up i kind of have to learn on the fly right now
0: yeah I suppose Mm. that's with with how fast everything's going that's the new way to go you don't really get a chance to prepare before something's just out there and everyone's using it because everything happens so quickly now isn't it
1: right right it's it's and it's hard you know it's hard to keep keep up with with everything that's I mean it's it's in such a flux state all the time you know it's somebody's always coming up with a a new way to do something and you know it's a matter of what what works and what doesn't work and what's going to stick and how do you pick you know where to spend your time learning mm. so it's um yeah it's 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 hard to keep up, but you know I, I think we we have to just do the best we can, and you know the web and and mobile it's it's not going anywhere so
0: mm, definitely <laughs> definitely um so you've been a freelancer for a long time now you say about eight years, nine years,
1: yes, yeah,
0: yeah. so. What, what advice would you give people who are considering moving into freelance design? What sort of things did you have, do you know now that you wish you knew, say, like seven, eight years ago?
1: Um, when I, well, when I started, I think, I think the, the best thing that I did was, um, you know, like I said, I was working in the industry already for, for companies. And while I was working, I had picked up a few freelance clients along the way, Um, And I think that was a really big help once I decided to make the transition into freelance, you know, because I already had those connections established, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that sort of helped me branch out a little bit more and get and get new clients. And and it was sort of word of mouth um, that really sort of kept me going that, that first year. So, so like
0: having that connection of ne- that that sort of network yeah, connections,
1: just using your networks and and making connections before you decide to take that leap, I think is uh, crucial to to whether or not you'll you'll last. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just you know with freelance and, and clients, it's a little it's a little tricky. You know they they hear the word freelance and they they just sort of assume you're available twenty four seven. Um, so I think, I think creating a schedule for yourself from the very beginning and letting your clients know, you know, these are the hours I'm available. Um, I don't check my email at night, you know, I don't work on weekends, whatever, you know, whatever your schedule, whatever you decide your schedule wants, you know, you want it to be, um, you know, cause I, I would get client phone calls at 11, 12 o'clock at night and you know, up to Five six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so it was it was a little uh, kind of a trial and error when I when I started.
0: Yeah, and like because I guess it's also quite hard to put those boundaries in yourself if you're working from home. It kind of becomes a bit more because you're not leaving the house and going to an office and coming back. It's I guess it's kind of hard I- to stick those boundaries in when you first start because it's a whole different headspace for working.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and mean, you know, even if you even if you want to work during the night, um, you know, cuz I I would work at night, but I wouldn't tell my clients that I was working at night. Yeah. You know. That was a that was a big help cuz you know, you don't have to worry about answering emails phone calls coming in and you can actually sit and do the work and and get it done. Mhm.
0: As so like because you wrote on um your experiences and in freelancing on your blog and on medium as well and mm-hmm. quite openly about like yeah you know, coming up to burnout and like the, the the what you said about people when you hit when they say fr- here freelance they'll be like oh you'll be available all the time and you'll do something really cheap and stuff right and right it's, it, it's really I think it's really important that freelancers and, and people who do work for themselves get those sort of experiences out there I think just so people know kind of what to expect when they hire a freelancer and also so other freelancers know sort of that then it's not just them there's other people that have the same sort of stuff and how to work out what's best for them
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think it's an, you know it's an, it's important to to be able to set those boundaries for yourself um you know because yeah a lot of times you know people clients that I had you know I was the first freelancer that they had really worked with, um, and when they hear, you know, oh, you work from home, and, you know, you work out of a, you know, a home office, they just sort of assume that you're always available, that, you know, that kind of gives them free range to call and try to get in touch with you whenever they feel the need, mm. um, you know, so yeah, it's important to, um, you know, to just let them know, you know, hey, I this is, you know, a business for me, and I have business hours and this is when you can, you know, between these hours, you can get in touch with me anytime, you know, but other than that, consider me out of the office.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to backtrack a bit. So what led you to write about your experiences so openly? Was it just a sense of frustration and needing to get it out there or was it just something you did for yourself and you just, yeah?
1: Yeah, it was, you know, mostly I think it was something I did for myself, but Um, I had read, you know, I had been reading several articles on, on burnout and how to avoid it. And, but nobody was really like saying, this was my experience. This is what happens or this is how it can happen. And, um, I decided, you know, it's an important topic for, for freelancers to, to know that, you know, it's okay to set those boundaries. You should set those boundaries, you know, because you have to, you have to look out for yourself. Um, and just, you know, to let people know that, you know, people that are going through it or have gone through it, you know, that they're not they're not alone in it, you know, it's like, oh they didn't do anything wrong, they didn't uh, you know, it's a common mistake that really doesn't get talked about very much Mm -hmm. so I just thought, uh, you know I would share it and hopefully it would it would resonate with a few people and, and help, you know newer freelancers uh understand you know it's okay to to say no and to you know they don't have to work 24 hours just because they work from home
0: yeah and I guess it's that sort of thing that's worried about like well if I turn this job down what about if I don't get another right another another thing but I guess if you've got already a strong network as you said before you jump out there's less of that sort of to worry about because you know you've got enough people sort of in your pool that it won't be a case of if you turn down this job even though you're full already you won't necessarily get another one
1: right right and I think that's you know that's a common worry especially when you're first starting out you know I think everybody wants to just take everything that comes their way because you know they're afraid that's it you know there's there's not going to be anything afterwards but um yeah, if if you've got some sort of, of clients established, you know, it, the jobs will come. They'll keep coming and if you do a good enough job and, and uh, take care of the clients that you have, you know, they'll they'll let other people know who are looking for designers, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the best way to to get out there and get more clients is is word of mouth. You know, have your your current clients, you know, leading other people in your direction and and it just sort of snowballs and you'll always have enough work
0: yeah okay i'm i'm gonna move on to something completely different but um, okay you do you're an avid photographer and your photography is beautiful i just want to say it looks absolutely yes. amazing thank you um i was wondering do do the sort of things that you photograph and, and notice influence your design or vice versa at all or is it something photography something that you see sort of separate from your design work in a way
1: Um, no, I think the two go, go hand in hand, really, you know, photography sort of helped me see things in a different way. Um, you know, when you've got, when you're looking through this little tiny viewfinder and it, and it limits your vision, you learn to sort of hone in on, on details that you wouldn't normally notice. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I think that helps in design. You know, you you learn to take take value of the little things that other people might not notice, but then some people will. You know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think the two go hand in hand.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Okay. So um. Again, I was wondering. There's a lot of like talk about. I mean, there's always blog posts about the biggest design trends of 2014 and things like that have you got any favorites that are personal favorites of yours that are around at the moment
1: um you know i really don't yeah. i don't i i've tried i you know i used i used to keep up with with all of that stuff um a few years ago but i i don't really follow the the trends too too much because you know they mm-hmm. come and they go and you, you see you see things around for a little while and then they sort of fade out. Um, so yeah, I don't really I don't really pay too much attention to to the trends. I, I try to uh, to do it as on a project by project basis and work, what works you know with the project and for the client. And um, I don't really try talking them into you know this is the this is what everybody's doing now. We should we should move in this direction
0: yeah cool that sounds good um like so I, I was looking at your work and I was just trying to see if there was you do seem to take everything by a project by project basis I was seeing if there was like you had your own sort of style which you do but you're also very varied in your work I, I'm yeah. that's just you take you literally just take everything you look at like everything about what the business wants and just do it complete like sort of more bespoke than just sort of this is the kind of thing I do
1: yeah yeah I I wish I had more of a, of my own style, which is something I'm I'm trying to work on. But yeah, for the most part, I, you know, I try not to stick to one, to one sort of genre, I guess in design. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's good that clients can see that you have a wide range of, of um, flexibility in your design, in your designs. Um, you know, but then at the same time, People who have a certain, certain style, you know, a lot of times that draws clients too because they want they want that look for their, you know, their website or their mobile app or, or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. So um, to wrap things up, where can people find out and go to check out more of your work?
1: Uh, you can see more of my work at freshanddailywith1d.com. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ronica Design. Okay,
0: That's great. Thanks very much for your time, Ronica.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on Jenna.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out more great podcasts over on blog.igniso.com.